NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Boys. Yeah. Well, the boys are here. They're nervous. They're calm. <laughs> Boysies. Get rarer. Why is this happening to me? me? We're not getting Maccas and you can blame my son. <laughs> Get a few today, did you? It's great to contractually be obliged to be here. <laughs> is anyone going to listen to this or what? No, I actually don't know what, what happens in third grade. <laughs> you either get nude, get in the shower, or we're throwing all your crib gear in, bro. No, like, no chance I'm going to bowl you. <laughs> 19th century Pax Britannica. Fuck! Well, here we are again, and this time we're going old school. We're covering Australia New Zealand, the end of Aaron Finch and ODI cricket. We're talking England and South Africa. Yes, they can get the urn back home. The Asia Cup, hashtag AskTGC. This episode is brought to you by Budgie Smuggler. Of course, we're doing the Ordinary Rig competition. More on that in a little bit of time, in a little bit of time, but uh, Sam Perry... Um, this is this is a pure audio experience this week because we are talking to some cricketers and we are not filming in this. So, uh, so there's that. To to paint the picture, he goes. Firstly, love seeing in the old school fashion. Uh, we're here in Sydney at uh, what they call Content Capture Day for Channel Seven, and there's just not enough stuff uh, room for our cameras. But we're just talking to all the cricketers, you know, today and tomorrow, and just really good talking to them fresh off them coming out of a studio where they've been um, asked to pretend to celebrate uh, or to play a cut shot uh, or do something that's, you know, deeply and severely unfamiliar to them. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, it's just it's a nice little thing when you watch them later on the summer. When you see them do that celebration as part of the content, you can just know that they were feeling dead inside <laughs> and also cringeworthy. If it was you, if you were doing that, what would you go for? What celebration would you go for? Well, I th- I'd... I'd, I don't know the answer to that because I'd have to get into my into method first. Sure. I'd have to start feeling something. I'd have to go somewhere. I'd have to go somewhere For me, I'd, I'd go for the Marlon Samuels salute to Ben Stokes like he was going through a period of time there. Nice. That's yeah. what I'd go for. You've got to be careful to get that salute right, lest, lest it not be misinterpreted. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't realize he was that way inclined. <laughs> but I heard it was on the rise. <laughs> but I heard it was on the rise. The <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're talking about great cricket. Listen to this. Who the fuck just hit my car? 
that's that's the angle. That's the visceral sounds of the summer heating up, and we'll be talking about more of the summer uh, as we lead into uh, lean into this podcast uh, because summer is here for for many people. You know, uh, preseason training is sort of heating up, I suppose, mm. even though it's cold as fuck still. Mm. Um, the climate is heating up. That's uh, true. So I guess. Um, I guess uh, that sound is just, it's familiar to a lot of people. Now, there's quite a bang when it fucking slaps into that car. And it's not the, and sound, a of a, it's not the sound of a window breaking no. either. It's a, I think it's, it's a, a bonnet hit. It's a bonnet hit? Yeah. Is there a car that you imagine was hit as well? I'm it's a 1973 white Holden Commodore. Correct. That's right. <laughs> that was a test. There's so many elements to this. Like We could do a whole pot on this, and we may, mm-hmm. and we may. Um, <laughs> given how familiar we both are with the cricket that's happened this week. Yeah. Um, the first thing I want to note is it's a good shot. And like just looking at the cricket in and of itself, yep. and a lot of comments underneath going, well, that ball got what it deserved. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. It blokes Mr. Yorker by a little bit. Yeah. And it's just it's just modern cricket, isn't it? He's opened mm. up. He's smashed him. Step uh, hit. Step hit. I liked that you can hear the fielding side still encouraging the ball and the ball's midair. That's right. Yeah. Come on, we go again. We yeah, go again we, here, boys. Come on. There's a lot in it. There's a lot in it. The so- And one thing I notice as well, if you just watch the clip, is um, the batter themselves, very alpha, appears, at least in terms of body language, unperturbed by this maniac yelling yeah. out. Yeah. There's a slight cackle. Yeah. Hey, do you think it's the batter? No, no, no. It's, it's, someone, oh. it's someone in the... Uh... Yeah, the, the, there's other characters involved. Sorry, there's other characters involved. Sorry, I've jumped yeah. ahead there. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, but he's un- he's unperturbed, and 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 but I feel bad because as I say, maniac there, who's really the maniac? Mm. This bloke, in his defence, and everyone's entitled to a free trial here. Sure, a free trial. What is this? You use the code TGC. <laughs> I meant fair trial. <laughs> if anyone goes to court this week, use the code TGC. It's, an it's a free trial. <laughs> we'll take your credit card details, start charging you afterwards. That's right. But he's just a bloke going about his day. He's just a bloke, and and a, and someone's hit a missile into his car. Mm-hmm. Like, a, and this is the thing. Like, we all laugh at how maniacal this guy is because, like, well, obviously, the response is it's a game of cricket, mate. Yeah, the game of cricket mm. actually ends up usurping, transcending, yeah, of course, any other societal norm. Right. You know, it's like, what, what am I meant to do, mate? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just bombing blokes. Mate, here. I'm two levels away from state. <laughs> If only that poor bloke knew about the Australian cricket pyramid. That's right. That's a good shot. Yeah. You're going to have to deal with the damage to your car because yeah. this is, it's just a game of cricket, I mate. I tell you, he's a few couple of scores away from a Big Bash contract, which is a separate issue, I think, from <laughs> most of the quality of the Big Bash, but yeah. that's that's a separate thing. But isn't this a little bit like, you know, if you if you buy a house next to a pub and then you complain about the music being too loud? Well, yeah, but people play music every night to make money. Like, a, a missile hitting your car is not something that you would expect that much. It's like bombs for cash. It's a dollar a run. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think if you, you know, again, we all, what's, for me, one thing that's really funny about this is, like, if you're in the cricket orbit and you watch it, mm. it's the guy who's yelling out that seems like he's out of order. Well, this guy's crazy. But I reckon yeah. if you showed that clip to any fair-minded citizen around the country who was not involved in right. grade cricket right. or Australian cricket in any way, they would say that the man is far more cogent in what he's saying than the responses he gets because all he gets from cricketers is, it's just a game of cricket yeah. and then just various people laughing. <laughs> At the, I, I really wish I could make out what was said at the end. If you play something said yeah. at the end, and someone else, it looks like 
probably a teammate of a batter mm. is uh, is laughing. There's been mm. a good quip somewhere along the line, but we've just missed it. Mm. And if you are out there and you were part of this scene, if you could just give us some more information yep. on what happened, who paid for it, what, you know, because isn't this the point where you go, oh, well, my, my rego's meant to cover that. Yeah. But that guy looks like a player that probably doesn't need to pay rego. Yeah, right. And that's where the problem comes into play. Sure. Well, uh, let us know if you're involved in any way in that, in that circumstance, including if you were um, the man who owns the car in question. Um, <laughs> happens to be a big fan of the pod. <laughs> <laughs> he was just doing it for content. Hey, boys, big fan of the show. First time, long time. Um, me car's fucked. Down the shop this week. <laughs> Pez, uh, you've got a, your, your club is celebrating, one, it's one of the oldest clubs in Australia, I'm going to guess. It's a 125-year yeah. celebration coming up. And, right. um, and how are they going to celebrate that in true fashion? Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to, you know, be careful with my words here because I, I don't think club cricketers particularly appreciate, like, um, these kinds of communications being outed on podcasts and stuff. But, it, like, everything was above board. But what I was going to say was, yeah, I, I played at uh, Sydney Cricket Club. It was, it was formerly Balmain Cricket Club and then it became UTS Balmain. Some name change stuff going on. Uh, all good. And Bit of bunts. Sure. Probably a bit of bunts. Yeah, good players come through. Um and got a WhatsApp the other day. Just it just said Balmaniacs. Right. God, this is interesting. You know, you've been added to a group on WhatsApp, and uh, and then all of a sudden, I saw that there was just like a, an absolute trove of people that had been added mm-hmm. to this uh, WhatsApp group. Like it was now basically an email list. And as many, I wouldn't say as many people were leaving as soon as they were added, <laughs> <laughs> but there was a there was a lot of random numbers coming in and going out, and. Uh, I thought, oh, this would be this would be an interesting like uh, sociological exercise, and basically, like it was a very earnest uh, uh, attempt to let people know that there was 125 year celebrations going on at Tremoyne Oval. It was going to be an all star ex Balmain team playing against the current first grade team mm-hmm. uh, at Tremoyne Oval, and so if you are listening, it's going to be a good day. Uh, I don't even know the date off the top of my head, but um, it ended up as you would expect, like descending into. Um, Questions like who's going to be part of the team and why, uh, and then can we all shower together uh, afterwards? Right. Okay. Big big tubs in Dremoyne. I think they redeveloped the ground recently, oh. and I think a lot of the uh, alumni are expecting that part of those redevelopments were um, <laughs> to, to e- factor in e- three hundred people getting into a shower. Well, I think it, I'm not going to say who's in charge, but <laughs> it kept. There was a lot of questions about showers, and um, hmm. and. Uh, and this person just wanted, like, he's, he's pretty esteemed in Australian cricket, but he really just wanted people to know, like, the when, the where, the why, and please let everyone else know so we can raise some funds for the club and enjoy a great day, and there's going to be music, and everyone's invited and included and welcome. Beautiful. And just, it was just a, it was just a, a barrage of, yeah. like, well, yeah, but what about the tubs? What about tubs, tubs, and, uh, tubs, tubs? Yeah, and, and <laughs> so he ended up conceding, and at, at 5.30, you can all tub together. <laughs> now, it's just important to say that, um... I probably there's probably some mayo on that, and I may have asked some of those questions about tubs. <laughs> <laughs> so but I don't accounts. mean to like co-opt it for this uh, like content. But I, I was heartened to know that people saw the opportunity to kind of um, sabotage this thing with just a, mm. a fixation on 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 men showering together. Sure, sure. It's not going to happen, and I think it's going to be a great day. And that man's name, <laughs> R. M. Williams. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of things lifting the lid behind the great cricket, uh, the great mm. cricket walls, we uh, we were uh, we were sent a link to a uh, an Instagram account which has now been removed. Yeah. Um, I don't remember good. the exact name of it, but it was something to the realms of Sydney Grade Cricket or Sydney yeah. Grade Cricketer or something. Yeah. And it was uh, it was just a it was just a, a page that was just 
uh, just basically sledging every single person that was playing great cricket, different clubs. And it, just, it actually really took me back to that mould of um, how, how, how angry you get through other people's actions, people not being selected, guys who are, have like state contracts who, who aren't being perceived as good enough because they've never done it at the grade level. Mm-hmm. And then it just reminds me reading all those all those posts for this person who's now been taken down. Mm. Uh, the Greg Chapel was right. None of it matters. None of it matters unless you were built in a lab yeah. and you went to an academy because you're always going to be the best mm. and everything everything beneath that doesn't matter. Oh, if you, if you, if you aren't identified and placed into a lab mm. at the- Age twelve or thirteen, give it up in terms of professional aspirations. Yeah, lab rat. But yeah. the yeah, like I was saddened. I was saddened to learn this morning, only sort of seven days after I think this page became live and sent to us by roughly one thousand people. <laughs> this page was, this page was really was really heartening because it, I thought it got down to the real shit. Right. You know, this isn't content capture day stuff. We don't have big lab rats walking through these these yeah. these rooms who can't remember what happens in grade cricket mm-hmm. and they're frankly glad they're out of it yeah this was real stuff and i was really happy to see that like mm. still a lot of that like um th- those raw emotions of like vitriol and jealousy yes. and um and and you know frankly libelous rumor mongering about yep. people was <laughs> quite frankly quite frankly quite libelous but but you know the page was titled in lowercase letters yeah uh the the pictures that were ascribed to different posts mm. were um pixelated like it was 2013 yeah um really bad emojis were over the top of faces yeah yeah and sort, and of, sort of language like grub uh dog axe that, yeah. that, that's that 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 mold of uh communication but the, the, the page set like the you know if, if you were trying to sell the page or whatever like the, the objective of it would be to um you know it, it, it was it's kind of like a sky after dark for, for yeah. cricket you know like <laughs> saying what they sewing what no one would say which yeah. is like um yeah. you know uh are umpires or is Sydney Great Cricket going to crack down on chuckers, you know, accompanied by pictures yeah. of players with like really bad emojis over the top of their faces. Mm. Um, When's or, someone going to do something about this? Yeah, that's right. Uh, and I think in the title of the page, it said like, don't be surprised if we get silenced. Mm. Uh, mm. And um, Illuminati stuff. Yeah. And sure enough, a few days later, that, that media could not be found. Yeah, you know, I wonder if it's an opening salvo from these people who care so much about cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote to two people asking if it was them <laughs> straight yeah. away. Yeah, they denied it. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um, well, Pez, as the summer heats up, uh, you know, Australia's just had a great tune-up, uh, winning five of their six games against Zimbabwe and New Zealand. Um, but the real interest this summer, Pez, is that Elise Perry's about to break the longest run-up world record for the Guinness World Record. She's going to bowl a ball to David Warner. She's going to run six kilometres and bowl a ball. And that's going to get us fucking jacked up to the eyeballs for cricket this summer. Are yeah. you pumped up for that, mate? Uh, yeah, I, I think actually it, it may be happening as we speak. Okay, yeah. Because uh, I um, sort of lift a lid on this stuff, but like there's two days of this content capture stuff. So basically they fly all the Aussie cricketers in to Sydney. To Sydney yeah. And then like the... Um, you know, the owners of cricket rights get their time with the players to get all the content that you see through the summer. And uh, half of them are with Fox today and the other half are with Seven. And I just, um, I'm not doing any wars and this sort of shit really, but um, I just I, I just caught, I'll just try and find this, yeah, um, caught a press release just saying that um, past and present cricket royalty will come together for an exclusive media opportunity to witness Elise Perry attempt to break a world record for the longest bowling run-up ever. Brackets more than six kilometres. <laughs> <laughs> like, you d- I mean, 
immediately, immediately with this stuff, you're like, oh, now it's going to look like like Seven's having a pop at Fox. Okay, we're, we're, we're like contractors with Seven, okay? We're not, we're, we don't have the pins. You know, yeah. we, don't, we don't sit down with them. But like, I think it's fair so to say I'm, no one gives a fuck about it. us. That's right. Any, barely anyone said hello to us today. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. Yeah, that's right. We're in a little room, dungeon in the corner. <laughs> We're actually in a cardboard box. <laughs> but, um, uh, I mean, come on, man. Like, you can't, can't read that. Go, what, what, yeah. what do we mean? And this is nothing against Elise Perry, but uh, Pez, by the isn't way. It, isn't this cricket's tomorrow. problem? Isn't this cricket's problem? Uh, yeah. Like, what do we mean attempt to break a world record? Like, I mean, she's going to run the six Ks. Yeah. I, I hope she can stay fit for the six Ks. The, the attempt is, yeah. yeah. One of Australia's greatest ever professional athletes. I hope right. she stays fit for the six. Yeah. And then, like, what happens? I, I suppose we'll see, and we're helping build the summer of cricket by talking about this, by of the way. Of course we are, yeah. I suppose I want to watch it. She just sort of, sort of runs in, and then she bowls the ball. At what speed is that ball being bowled? <laughs> yeah, but then what happens yeah. at the end? Did I hear she's bowling to Warner? Was that yeah. rumour mongering no, as well? That, I think that's right. It'd be funny if he boosted it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well anyway. what sort of shot do we play? Just respectfully leave it. Yeah, yeah. If it yeah. does, if it does it off, then yeah. let it go. She knocks him over. Well, Warner's got. Oh, if she comes around the wicket, though, you know he's got a problem with Stuart <laughs> Broad around the wicket. So. <laughs> That's the real question. Is she coming around or over? I'm definitely. <laughs> Or just as, maybe she'll fail because just as she gets to the crease, Warner actually wants to adjust the sight screen. No, sorry, there was <laughs> yeah, something sorry, in the, sorry. a bit of movement behind yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, no, there's, there's, a, there's always one security guard. Just can't duck his head down. <laughs> That's right. Can't duck his head down. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, good luck to the, the, launch, the launch of cricket. They're just yeah. coming off a long run. Well, it's pretty good. Uh, despite that, cricket um, has been being played in this country uh, and has been played yeah. in Cairns. And Australia beat New Zealand. 3-0 in an ODI series. Um, stuff has happened in this series. Uh, but, uh, you know, I suppose I'll go through the games one by one. The first ODI, New Zealand made 232 in the first innings. Maxwell took 4 for 52. And then Australia found themselves 5 for 54, chasing said 232, uh, before Kerry and Green came together and they Australia oh, won the game good. two down. We think about like five overs left in the end. Uh, Zampa batting at 10 scores and runs at the end there as well. But Kerry hit 85. Cameron Green uh, going down with cramps everywhere. 89 red. Um, Green looks good. Like look I good. know it wasn't 100 and stuff like that. And it's basically the most, yeah, it's the most invisible match since the last one. Since the last one. But um, it was a, it was a bit more big boy stuff from Green. It was a little bit of appetite wetting stuff. Because he's not even really meant to be in the, he's the not, white ball squad, really. He's just like, no. you're, you're big, get him in, just exactly. get this guy his, going. His pedigree in white ball cricket isn't sensational at the mm. state level. But then you see it. And you're but like, then you see it, and he's like, well, this guy's going to play every format. 89 not coming in at Fifa, okay. Yeah, exactly. No, Carey, by Alex, the way. Alex Carey, yeah. Do you remember during the COVID series when Australia saved England summer yeah. in 2020? I remember it well. Um, and uh, and Carey and Maxwell uh, had a couple of partnerships where they won the game. Carey's mm. done this a few times. Carey also scored some more runs in the third ODI. He hit 42 red as well. Um, but uh, but Alex Carey just quietly has got excellent pedigree for Australia in ODI. He obviously didn't play in, um, mm. in the T20s. But um, in, in ODIs, he's, uh, he's a pretty steady performer. Yeah. Mm. Um, Anyway, so they won the first game. The second game, Australia won 95 for nine. Smith hit 61. Stark hit 38. Hayeswood 23. Australia were also 5 for 54 in that game, but they made 195. And then New Zealand all out for 82. Uh, Zampa took 5 for 35. That was the end of that game when Aaron Finch announced his retirement. 
They then played the third ODI. Third ODI. All these games are in Cairns, by the way. Australia hit 267 for five. Uh, Steve Smith hit 105. Marnus got 52. As I said earlier, Alex Carey, 42 red. And then uh, New Zealand fell 25 runs short. Stark uh, leading wicket taker there took three for 60. Um, just quietly, Steve, uh, Steve Smith was player of the series in this. He hit 61 in the second game, 105 in the third. Mm, um, so that's 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 some. Um, that's I like seeing Steve Smith score runs. So I feel like it has been a little while, a little bit inconsistent, yeah. patchy form. I, I feel well, like... Well, he raised the bar so high. It, it's, yeah. an, it's an unjumpable bar post-Ashes for yep. Smith, but it, it, it's, it still needs to score lots of runs, and, and it did so. Yeah, yeah. So the main talking point, of course, is that Aaron Finch stepped down um, from ODI cricket, uh, and there's many levels to that, I feel like, because... Um, well, first of all, Pez, in the in the six games, six ODIs between Zimbabwe and New Zealand, I don't think either team made three hundred at any point. Um, so the, I, these decks sucked. The decks sucked. Yeah, yeah. Ryan so, Bell kind of uh, yeah gave some indication of that. Well, he said that was, Finch, or was it off air? No, no, <laughs> he, no. I think he said. I think he said. Well, Finch said to him, said to him, or, or Zimbabwe's captain, like if you guys had won the toss, you guys would have won the series. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, Trent Bolt was near fucking unplayable in this series. Mm. He fourth in two of the games um, and just wickets deluxe up the top. Um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, like, um, yeah, so I, I feel for Aaron Finch a little bit in that, like, he's been heavily scrutinised. I mean, I, I think the end was coming anyway, but uh, it didn't help that he had to open the batting of these decks against probably mm. one of, maybe the premier opening bowler in white ball cricket, Trent Bolt, even in the conversation. He's a very good player. Mm. Um, and I have those conversations. We often do, yeah. Who's a premier bowler? Yeah, in go ODI sit cricket? down for a beer. I went out for a beer on Saturday night. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. And I sit with my friends and I think, who's, who's the premier <laughs> white bowler in world cricket? Let's I haven't rank had them sex one. in six months. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's rank them one through 14. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Finch no more. Uh, and it's, it's, I mean, you wouldn't have seen this coming, I don't think, before this series. Uh, it was obviously thinking about it, but like before the Zimbabwe series, if you had said Aaron Finch will not be playing ODI cricket by the fifth match of this uh, it's all spring, I suppose, uh, that'd be surprising. But I mean, he retires as as one of the all time greats in white ball cricket for Australia's numbers. I don't have his numbers in front of me, but they're fucking amazing. Um, they're comparable to Mark Wars in about um, like a hundred less games. <laughs> like, um, um, and actually, goes to show how good Warner is as well. To that point. Um, but, uh, yeah, did, did, I still get the feeling a little bit like Finch underrated. Do you get that feeling? Yeah, definitely. Uh, though I think part of that is just the general decline of ODI cricket in people's consciousness and the yeah. uh, confluence of, you know, T20 and 50 over cricket. It's just He's just been a mainstay of that society. Mm. Uh, and, but you're right. I, I think he brought a lot of, like, understated um, grace and dignity to the um, the role of captain a position of captain particularly through sandpaper i think he's really respected by players like which you'd hope for as a captain but it's not always the case but also universal respect as well a lot of good bloke factor genuine yep. good bloke factor which is not to be confused with just good bloke factor right uh it's a top, top player exactly how many tops do you put in front of it mm. uh so yeah I, I i have i have to admit like ha- look i haven't delved into the precise reasons given for the um, retirement from ODI cricket specifically, but presumably they were at least partly performance related. Yeah. Uh, I think he'd already said he'd like his ultimate goal was to go to the World Cup next year. So he's recognising that his performances were not going to warrant that, but maybe there are other reasons too. Maybe I should do that research. But 
uh, it, it still doesn't fully answer the question, you know, because there's a there's more there's a more pressing um, kind of thing, or more, a, a more pressing target for Australia at the moment, which is the T Twenty World Cup, and um, you know, giving up ODI cricket is that going to make any difference to where to where Finch's form is? Is mm. is, is is the T Twenty captaincy still something he'll consider ahead of the World Cup? Particularly as they're going to India shortly, and there'll be a couple of games there. Mm. Uh, I hope his uh, I hope his form recovers. But it, you know, he did he did look to me like, though you know, and this and my view obviously matters a lot. But a lot of people have kind of couched his issues, and he has in terms of biomechanical and technical issues that he's trying to fix. But if 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 you're struggling to pick up the ball mm. that well, or the yeah, eye, yeah. you know, as they say, as 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 the as the volunteer said to you, you know, ten mm. years ago, it looks like it's like your eyes have gone. Jeez, the eyes have gone. If they've gone. That the technique kind of follows as a result. Yeah. You can't fix a technique, then the eyes will work again. Yeah. Uh, but what would I know? Twos mainly. It did feel a bit like I will fall on my sword for this, so it gives me it leverages a bit more time for yeah, the other it thing. Buys time. You've got something. Some you know the yeah. head hasn't rolled, yeah. but a part of my body has rolled. <laughs> Is that okay? Like here's my sacrifice to the town square. Yeah, because it, it, yeah. oh, we got some blood. Yeah, exactly. Some blood has been mm. received and taken. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it does. They want blood. I'll give some, but I can't give the sort of the main arteries, <laughs> the carotid. Um, it do, yeah, I mean, I'm just going to reiterate exactly what you just said. It does, it does look like the eyes have gone. I mean, it's yeah, it's just such an important role. But I mean, I, I've, this is such a weird experience, though, because we're literally in the like a a building mm. where all the players are walking through, and they could come in any moment. Just, yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of want Aaron Finch to walk in behind <laughs> you while you're talking and not to say anything. Just tap you on the shoulder. <laughs> well, well, what are you saying? What are you saying, boys? <laughs> nah. Well, first of all, first of all, he won't, he won't be able to find me because yeah. his eyes are gone. <laughs> So I'm safe there. Who was saying you're a good bloke? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I said some nice yeah. stuff earlier. I just, um, do I need to come to acceptance that like he, he will just definitely play? Because they only play three games before the World Cup. Yeah, because everyone's they, they now saying games, like, but, like but they've already picked the squad. They've already picked the squad. He's the captain. There's There are other opportunities around to manipulate that squad, like play, play different players. I mean, I, I think I said last week that I feel like perhaps the best person or people to open the batting would be Warner and Wade. I mean, Wade literally just won the IPL playing for Gujarat, opening the batting. I'm not saying the IPL doesn't, it's on the B on the ends or it's completely different um, conditions, etc. But, you know, there's a guy who can do it at a very top level. Uh, and then maybe the team gets a little bit stronger, you get more power hitters in there. That That's if, that's if Finch doesn't do something soon. Except mm-hmm. like last week, as we said, his numbers in T20 cricket are actually not bad. They're mm-hmm. actually not bad at all recently. Um, but it's just... Um, it's just that the ODI form is just, uh, I don't think he could sustain, mm. um, you know, being captain of the side with those sort of numbers anyway. So, um, But, mate, it's like th- they've got three games against, three T20 games against India. Yeah, in then like, the warm-ups. Uh, you know, 21, 24, 26 September. And then they play a warm-up against India. They probably probably play one more warm-up. Yeah. So that's five games. And then they've got, what, how many group stage games? Four or something think, like that? I think Australia's, Australia's games against New Zealand. At the SCG? With the warm-ups? No, no, oh, no, no, the no, first no, one. I'm just saying, like, yeah. how many games before the final of the T20 World Cup, which we fully expect Australia to make yes. um, by birthright, because yes. we're at home. Yes. Uh, yes. It's probably about eight or nine more games. Can If he's just guaranteed in the side all the way to the final, which we obviously expect they'll make, um, 
Then, well, then are, they, are you are able to ride that out? Well, that's a tricky one as well, given he's captain, because it's not just taking an opening batter out. It's 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 the captaincy as well. Now, mm. like, how much does that matter in T20 cricket? I feel like I feel like a lot counts for a lot. I feel yeah. and, uh, and I think who's going to bowl chop out, for and example. <laughs> and I think Finch's captaincy is very good. Mm. Um, he's literally won the thing before, so his toss record's good. Yeah, he knows how to toss it. <laughs> he knows how to toss the thing. He knows how to toss the fucker. That's all right. You can't just say toss <laughs> the coin. Toss the coin. Yeah. Must be aggressive. Um, so, oh, yeah, but I mean, that actually leads to the next question then, Pez. Like, who who's the next captain of the ODI setup? Um, you were saying there's, a, there's sort of five candidates. Seems, seems like enough. Seems like five, five blokes could do well, it. Well, I saw in, then in news.com.au that, that they describe them as deeply intriguing candidates. Oh. Kerry, cool. Cummins, Smith, Mitch Marsh, and Bull Warner. Yeah, right. And that uh, Aaron Finch, he was, I think Finch was reported as having endorsed Warner for that position, you know, in the way that uh, the New York Times might endorse Joe Biden, you know, right. or something like that. Right. But I think Finch was more specifically saying he believes the leadership ban should be lifted, which right. is a different thing yes. than like he should literally be the captain. Right. Uh but yes, they're the five candidates. Cummins has said that nothing is off the table, so he's got a table, mm-hmm. uh, and there's all all manner of things are on it yep. on that table of, yep. of which one is white ball captaincy, different properties, yep. yeah, different, yeah, yeah, investments, investments, yeah, that's <laughs> right, nothing, yeah, that's right, uh, going into sort of climate science, yeah. So nothing's off the table for for Cummins, uh, and then Steve Smith made some curious comments. I, I I don't have them right in front of me. Why would why would a podcast talking about this have that? But I think he said something to the effect of like that it wasn't something he was really considering, but he might if he was if, if he was asked or something. So Smith's going to need some, you know, quid pro quo on it. He's going through something different at the moment around his his BBL contract as well. And then you've got the ever impressive Alex Carey, who seems to be a, a leader in waiting. Who, of all of these guys, is probably the biggest mainstay of the side. In that, like yep. Steve Smith, I remember one thing he said was that he's getting a bit old. He might be the next to retire. He said. David Warner has just public relations baggage, whether yep. whatever you think about it, and we've said yep. what we think about that yep. before, and we are a hive mind. And Mitch Marsh has probably only j- just really regained his spot in that side, though they obviously rate him and respect him yep. uh, all the time. So I don't know if, if Kerry's the answer as process of elimination. Here's why I think Kerry will do it, because I think the others, mainly Smith, will not be playing one-day cricket for very much longer. I think like the... What has happened with Colin de Gronholm, Trent Bolt, mm. Ben Stokes recently? These guys are going to play less and less ODI cricket. The format is dying anyway, dying in the sense of like the the level of interest in it. When the, all the other franchise cricket means that now, Steve Smith is 32, 32 yeah, or thirty three, yeah. um, and so why would he want to play more ODI cricket? He's already won the thing in twenty fifteen, where he literally hit the winning runs. Um, when he can make infinitely more money in the last few years of his career playing franchise cricket. That's that's just, that's just what he's going to do. I don't think he needs to prove anything by captaining the one-day side. I think he's already probably achieved all the things he's wanted to do with it. Um, and the next World Cup in 2023 for the one-day, like, Australia's going to be doing very well to make a final with that, I feel like. Now, that that shouldn't mean that, therefore, they shouldn't bother about it. That's not, that's not what I'm saying, but... Um, then you look at your options on the table. I'd be wanted if I'm Steve Smith. I want to score as many Test runs as possible. I'd be wanted trying to maximise my income through T20 cricket. I think that's where more cricket's going to be played anyway. And then the others are all very similar to that scenario anyway, including Warner. And Alex Carey, 
doesn't really play much T20 cricket. I mean, he plays in the Big Bash. Um, but, like, I think he is the most likely candidate because, he, yeah, he probably is first name the team sheet. We were just talking before about his record. and know that in ODI cricket's very good. There's Josh Inglis who would, would push him for a spot. But I think Inglis can play on the side without taking the gloves off Kerry. Um, also, like... Kerry's Ingl- been good in the Kerry's side. been good. Yeah. Kerry's been good. He's been good since the 2019 World Cup, really. I think Mitch Marsh has done some captaincy with Western Australia, hasn't yeah. he? Um, They've all and done captaincy. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and look, the, the, but Mitch Marsh the issue with the same Cummins issue with, is... With, I mean, Mitch Marsh has got an IPL contract, so like, yeah. he's he's very attractive to any other franchise tournament in the world. Mm. So why would he play ODI cricket? He's and Cummins like, just rigged body resting. Do they play all white ball games? Yeah. Etc. cetera. Uh, an interesting one on Smith and that kind of gear he goes. I know we, we sort of do an installment of this every week, but it's only... It, it's a minor one, but I think it's really themed quite um, uh, like in sync with everything else going on in world cricket. So, yeah, um, Ben Horn's reporting yesterday or today uh, that uh, Steve Smith probably won't play in the Big Bash. Uh, right. Okay. Uh, that, that Cricket Australia, though Smith has spoken directly with Nick Hockley, um, will not give him the same kind of marketing contract that they decided to give David Warner. Right. Uh, that the reason being that is that Warner was being directly approached from that UAE competition. I'm not sure if, if Smith is. Um, that Smith's offer for the BBL is a, a, around about $145,000 from the Sydney Sixers for five games. So that would be 45000 from the Sixers themselves. And then another 100000 I think, in discretionary money that the Sixers have uh and the question's asked, well, why why does Warner get this contract and not Steve Smith? Right. Uh, both, uh, uh, I think Warner carries more pedigree in T20 cricket globally, uh, globally speaking. But in terms of box office care from Australians, yep. which is really what the BBL is, yeah. they're pretty similar. All franchise say. cricket, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. S- Smith and Warner in Australia. And I just find it an interesting thing because okay, maybe CA will be able to ride this one out. Apparently they've said the same thing to Cameron Green and, and whatever. Because agents, even if it's not the players, agents would ask these questions. Yeah, Why yeah. does he get this? Yeah, yeah. How do players feel about Warner doing that? Yeah. You know, etc. Et I bet not great. <laughs> no. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Why does he get it, miss? You know, like... Yeah. But really, like, is this not just at 50,000 feet? Like, this is this is domino theory. You know, this yeah. is Vietnam War stuff. Like, like one one will fall and then another will go. This is... I, I don't see how Cricket Australia can kind of sustain something like this, but they must just feel that they really needed Warner in the BBL, perhaps for TV rights reasons, you know, down the track for, to, to guarantee that value and that maybe Steve Smith isn't as valuable in that respect. But I just don't see how the, the damn walls can hold, you know? Isn't it... Isn't it pu- purely a, a matter of like he just could not have been seen to have played somewhere else during a window where like? But he specifically, I think, you know, David Warner and and like, but wh- why wouldn't Steve Smith go to the UAE? He said he's not going to do. It. He's not. He's not going to be allowed. But like, it's 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 getting yeah. it's it's pretty unsustainable that kind of thing, right? Yeah, sure, like, sure. I'm just curious to see like. I, I, Perhaps there's some like financial advantage to this in the next year or two, and there's more to understand about the the nuances of the business of this kind of thing. Mm. But really, like it's not it's not equitable or logical that certain players in the top echelon are advantaged over others because players will just spit the dummy. You know, we've had um we've had heaps of emails or DMs in the last couple of weeks. We've been talking about the hundred, and we've just been asking people to write in about their experience. And and I thank every single person that that wrote in because there was heaps. But um. 
the main takeaway from it was that like genuinely kids really like it. That that was the main takeaway. And like, yep, yep. And like people didn't love it necessarily, but um, but uh, <laughs> but it was on and it was good. But the kids loved it. And like, I just think that what kids see is still linked to the test matches, right? And and the reason why Steve Smith is probably probably Australia's most popular cricketer, especially with young people, would be that he's the best test player. Um, and so he just has to be seen to be playing in the Big Bash when he's available. Same as, same as Warner, same as Green. Like uh, uh, That's why I think the Big Bash will be elevated this year. And even though they're only going to play like a, about half a dozen games, right, most of these guys, I think Warner's playing for six games for 350 squid. So mm. um, not bad if you can get it. But... Um, but at least it's better. At least like it, like the optics of it are better because fundamentally, like the, all these franchise tournaments are for young people to get into the cricket. And the correspondence that I've read from people who are going to the hundred is that like no, the kids actually really really like it, and that's that's fundamentally a good thing. We might, and sounds for a little while, but we actually might not see the benefit of franchise cricket in terms of the next wave, like the next generation coming through for another like ten years when those people start becoming professional cricketers because they went to a hundred or they went to a big bash game or they went to a super smash game or a CPL tournament or whatever. Um. So, yeah. But in the meantime, it it is a bit like. Oh, so I'm still very confused about the place of all of this in like what you're supposed to enjoy with the cricket. Um, but what I actually enjoy is Test match cricket. Um, but before we before before we speak about what's happened uh, in the most remarkable Test match series in lots of ways, but that that third and final Test match against South Africa. Um, was fucking incredible. But um, but before then, Pez, let's talk about Budgie Smuggler and talk about the ordinary competition. Because that's heating up and that, that finishes it's, it's October 3. October yep. 3 is when the entries close, which it's is in up. a couple of weeks. We want your nomination. We want you to represent the great cricketer in the Ordinary Rig Australia competition. Uh, the way you do that is to post a picture of yourself demonstrating your Ordinary Rig, preferably with smugglers on, something that will give you you know, give you a little bit of a nod of approval from the judges who, again, I don't know who these people are. Uh, but show us your rig and tag in Ordinary Rig AUS, so Ordinary Rig Oz, tag the grade cricketer in. Uh, what are we looking for with an Ordinary Rig? Someone who's good to have beers with, can still run for a taxi and swing an axe. Looks like they were good at sport at some point in their lives, but prevented by injury or poor coaching selection at a young age. Uh, a six-pack is an automatic disqualification unless you are carrying it. And if you win it, firstly, if you get to the final, you're going to get flown to Sydney with a mate, uh, 29 October. If you do win, you get $10,000 and um, half of that money will be for you, half for a club or organisation of your choice. Very good competition, and we, as we've always said, we believe the great cricketer has been the strongest contributor to the discourse around rigs in digital ventures <laughs> within Australia between the years 2015 and 2021, 22 inclusive. Um, and if you agree with that, well, then let's see your rig or at least encourage someone to do it. Now, we know the weather across the country hasn't been amazing, but mm. it is heating up. Don't worry about it. It's heating yeah, up. I know, the, I know. Some are worried. Some some yeah. are worried. Yeah. Some are worried. CFA. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Bushfire joke. Just, uh, you know, just shake off those August hands mm. and get the ordinary rig out and tag TJC in that post. Do we not roll the straight to T20 stars whilst we're here? Before oh, we yeah, yeah. Match? Yeah, well, yeah, what is it? We've okay. had it. We've got, there's a bit coming up there's with a bit, there's a bit coming up there's with that, which, which I'm up. excited by. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to release too much. Sure. Other than to say, we, we're going to the Nets. and uh, We're going to the Nets. We're going to the Nets. And we're actually, and we're not, going to the Nets twice. Not the same way that Ryan Burl is, just went to a net after he just took five or ten against Australia. with the Nets. I don't think it will be like Ryan Burl, but we've we've booked a net because we're actually having after that a net 
with Shane Watson. So we're actually going to be preparing right. to face Shane Watson in the nets or to play with Shane Watson in the nets. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's an image. <laughs> And the reason we're doing that is to demonstrate the quality of T20 Stars kit. They're actually sending us down some kit. Yeah. I was on, on, on WhatsApp with Watto. Yeah. And he asked for the size of the bat yeah. we wanted. And yeah. I said, oh, what about 129 and 1210? So we can, you know, do a blindfold test of that and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And he asked for other sizes of kits. And I, I, actually, I genuinely didn't know the answers to these things. Mm. And I asked him, is this what it's like to be sponsored? He said, yep, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just say your size and they just send you the kits. So really? There's kit on the way. Well, that's exactly what the service is, really. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It, and it, it was simple. It was At easy. T20stars.com. T20stars.com. Use the code TGC15 for 15% off the full T20stars range. I think we've told you why it all works before as well. Uh, cutting at the middle person, all the kits quality. Um, Watto's hand tested all of it. Every single one. He's picked up every single bat. And hit out of the middle, and some of them that he doesn't like, he just chucks the bat away. He chucks quite them. aggressively too, more than you'd realise. <laughs> more than you'd realise. Um, that's something he's working on. So, <laughs> you can be involved. You can you can know you can wonder whether Watto pre-tested your kit. Help pay for Watto's anger <laughs> management classes by using the code TGC. Oh, big, big leap to hope we've got that relationship with him. Real big leap. <laughs> T20stars.com, use the code TGC15 for 15% off the full range. England win the Test Series 2-1 at the Oval. Day one was a washout, and day two abandoned for the reasons that we all know. Um, long live the King, etc. Um, There's actually been a, like an icebreaker with some of the players this morning. King Charles III, thoughts? <laughs> yeah, the digits on it. Um... Then this this game, uh, there was a whole bunch of... It was very confusing when this was happening at the time. Sorry. It, just with King Charles' digits. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, mate. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen him, have, have a look at the digits on it. Yeah, big old sausage fingers. Big old sausages. Is that, is that good in the grippers? I mean, because they're, they're wide. It ain't long. There's some proportion issues. And I, I don't want to body shame King Charles III, which is not something I ever thought I'd say <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Not on no, this not, not to body shame no. the king. The king, yeah. Um, but is that is that are they p- desirable digits for grippers? No, they look like. I don't know, not how they look, just how they how they work. No, I wouldn't have thought. Why? I wouldn't have thought because they've got width. Because there's not much give to them. Give sausage fingers don't have much give. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I I I appreciate they're not good for length, right? You're not you're not wrapping a big no, bu- no. you're not wrapping a bucket around. No, them. no, no. But, but no, no, one, no one's saying King Charlie, big old mm. buckets. No he one's ain't playing that. the piano. No, 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 no. Or, 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 or the harp. Yeah. Or plucking a six string. Summer of 69. <laughs> uh, oh, no, yeah. I, I just wonder, like, uh, there's a lot of people body shaming his digits, but uh, would they actually work in the grip? Because there's a bit of, wood, a bit of, so. a bit of girth to them. I don't That's think all so. I'm saying. Not a lot of slipping through. Yeah, I guess. I was Sorry. Like, I, I say it's like a catcher's mitt. Yeah. It's just a lot of. It's like, um, yeah, you're a swimmer. You obviously you put your fingers together when you're trying to push through the water. Like if he actually, he actually, right. if you put his fingers together, yeah, he might actually create a fair amount of surface area. Firstly, to wade through the water, yeah, but and secondly, to take one at two. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he's king now. Anyway, so South Africa, we're going to fly home on Tuesday, which is actually today. So they, 
um, there was a bit of pandemonium going on about like, well, when's this game going to be played? Like, uh, Can we wrap this up. Yeah, so, so, yeah <laughs> South Africa is going to going to extend their trip. Uh, they got to get home. They got stuff on. Um, anyway, so they thought, well, let's just turn this game to a T20. England won the toss. South Africa bowled out for 118 in 36 overs, I think it was. Ollie Robinson took five for 49. Stuart Broad took four for 41. England in repost got 40 in front. They're all out for 158. Ollie Pope hit 67. Marco Janssen, who did not play in the second test match for some weird reason, took five for 35. And Rabada took four for 81. You think, here we go. Game on here. South Africa made 169. I think they were bowled out for 50, 52, 53 over, something like that. Broad and Stokes took three each. England needing 130 the chase with, uh, I guess it was a day and a half to go. Uh, they, they, they got it one down. And Zach Crawley hit 69 red. Um, it's a fucking amazing game. It's one of the fastest games that have ever been played in uh, English cricket history. The whole game was over and about. Barely took two days. Which is like almost every test match that England plays now. Actually, no, the New Zealand series went longer. But this series, all games have been done in, in on day three. On, on the third day of playing. Is Mate, that right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. like uh, Once again, I'm allowed to say the word basketball, but it's, it's, it is basketball. Uh, they, they're changing the way the game's played. And, uh, mm-hmm. and, it, and we were cooing. We were positively cooing about South Africa a couple of weeks ago. And Dean Elgar and co. et al. Yeah. Showing England how Test cricket's really played. No, they've been smashed in these other two games. Now, granted, they obviously just want to get in the plane. They want to get the <laughs> fuck out of this time. Yeah, yeah. They couldn't do another day of that coverage. <laughs> but uh, well, I think they 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 cooked it massively in the second Test match. Um, but they then, get forced to cook it. Like I think it's England's. Well, win. no, sorry, I think they cooked it because they won the toss. They played two spinners. They won the toss and batted, and they played two spinners, and then they were bowled out for a hundred in that uh, in that first innings or whatever. Mm. And then they didn't play Mark Anderson. It just comes back and takes five for here. Um, I think they made enormous mistakes. In this game, they were just literally just blown away by a much better team. Now it it's happens. it's just it's just amazing that this England and this change in leadership um, that. I'm not sure we ne- I'm not sure we ever mocked on this show, but it was it was quite intriguing that there was a bu- there was three guys who had never done the jobs that have similarly changed the very nature of England cricket. That being Rod yeah. Key, Ben Stokes, and Brendan McCullum. Um, but um, I don't know if England could have had a better summer than what they've had. Maybe the hundred went a bit better. Maybe I don't know. But uh, in terms of Test matches, six wins out of seven, uh, and they've they fucking they've fucking smashed everyone. They've smashed New Zealand. They've mm. smashed South Africa. It's, uh, it's impressive. Mm. Aldi Robinson coming back into the side, 5 for 49 that first innings. Uh, and also Stuart Broad now going past Glenn McGrath, uh, who took 563 test wickets. Broad now on 566. Got to tell you, it doesn't make me feel good. doesn't make me feel good, that. That feels to me like a lie. Stuart Broad now fifth leading wicket taker in test cricket of all time. 35 more games, McGrath. Let's make that clear. Yeah, I, I feel that as well. But the very fact we're talking about a yeah. comparison between them both is a win for Broad, I'd Big say. Time. Big time. Maybe more graceful or gracious to just say actually that just good. say that was a really good, that's a really good achievement. <laughs> it's a really good achievement from a yeah. really really good bowler. Yeah, he's done With it a over a number of heart. years. Yeah, yep, and uh, yeah, it would be good to say that. Yeah, wonder, wonderful to watch, particularly when he's going and those knees are pumping, etc. Mm-hmm. But you bring figures. the McGrath stuff into it, you're like, God, don't talk about. Pitched. Like, <laughs> pitched down to that. I've never met him. But. Hey, it was a hell of a shot. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got sent uh, a, a, a little clip the other day from um, from someone who, who covers England 
um, and it was Broad talking, I think, before a day's play just about how it's actually important to give guys like Ollie Robinson a little bit of time opening the opening the bowling with the new ball. Maybe yep. everyone saw this. And he's yep. like, look, you know, if, if Warner was out here, I think obviously I'm taking the new ball. <laughs> so, so Broad just kind of positioning what Ollie Robinson's doing is like, yeah, look, giving yeah. him a little bit of yeah. um, experience. Yeah. Uh, but when the big but boys are the, around, it'll be yeah. Broady, you yeah, know? Yeah. Broady and Jimmy. Yeah. Up the top again. Two up top. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree. Like, I... I it's it's good from England. This stuff is good from England. That this nobody does this kind of chat better than English people. Like, because it, it's under my skin a little bit, and I and I laud them for it. But mm-hmm. like, every time there's a conversation about the achievements of James Anderson and Stuart Broad, and those achievements are like you know deep and plentiful, it's always done in the um, context of Shane Warne and Glenn McGrath. And obviously, you're contextualising it. You're just saying, "Well, this is what they took," so it obviously is pretty good. Similar eras, but you, but like you, you hear it as an Aussie, and it rankles because you're like, yeah. "You're not winning, you're not, come on." Yeah, you're not. But that's what it's designed for, and that's why they're the best. Yeah, do you know what I mean? They are good it's, at that. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it's cash. You can't you can't win every wicket they get. It's like, and and I think Anderson will go past Warren. You know, like, yeah, I know he's, 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 he's got 40, some, 41 away, 41 away, but. Bloke could go for three or four more years. Who knows? He's, he 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 writes his own rules, James yeah. Anderson, and I think it's unbelievable what he does. Well, he's got to do it against us. Good point. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because you know, uh, no, us being uh, you uh, and me in the nets. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Is, is he in Watto's stable now? <laughs> yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I thought yeah, he's going to do it against us. I was like, well, I'm pretty sure I've seen him take heaps of wickets against yeah, Australia. Heaps, <laughs> heaps, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I see I see Michael Vaughan's like you know the the headlines are like. You know, whisper it quietly, but England can regain the ashes. Yeah. Well, that's normally what they fucking do in England. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's actually an enormous anomaly ever since 2001. And one where, well, Australia has won there. But like, but any series, what well, since then, since then, one team has won a series away from home. England mm. in 2013, mm. 2011, what was that series? 2013, yeah. 12, 13. That was the series they won out here, wasn't it? 10, oh, 11. 10, 11. They won out 10, here. 11. Yeah. Right. So apart from that. Everyone wins at home. Yeah. Now, like, I got to tell we, you, we we uh, we retained in twenty nineteen. Yeah, but that's not winning the series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, um, and that was that was a pretty good achievement. But like, it, you just think about. I've said this before, but like, we had fucking Bradman on our side. Jimmy Anderson didn't bowl. We bowled what four overs or something in that whole Test series. They had Jason Roy open the batting. Um, and still it was 2-2. <laughs> Stokes wins him a game single-handedly. Australia's mm. on the beach for that last game at the Oval. Mm, drunk. Um, drop heaps of catches. Payne wins a toss and bowls first at the Oval for mm. some reason. Aussie alpha stuff. And you know, Steve so, was in the dressing room. Oh, that's actually true. I think he actually took yeah. the toss that day. Yeah. Tugger, but, well, um, wouldn't that be good? <laughs> like, that's how you revive Test Cricket. Are you allowed to do that, you reckon? Let someone else take the toss. Have you seen the footage of... Uh, it's, it's, it's in Australia... And Greg Chappell is the captain. Who is the captain of Pakistan? Is it Javamendi? Oh yes. And, and he and he, he they do the toss and Javamendi wins a toss and he goes he says to Greg Chappell, "Oh, I'll go in there and let you know what we're doing." Yeah, so I'll think going, about it. I'll yeah. think about it. I'll go and talk to the boys and I'll let you know. <laughs> Always one of the great alpha plays in like a a, a, a tense conversation in any relationship yeah. about anything. I'll yeah. think about it. Oh, so I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do this on my own time frame. <laughs> that's right. Right. Java, the game starts in half an hour. That's right. Now, to be fair to Vaughan's, Vaughan's point of like, you know, whisper it quietly, but like I would have said before this summer, English summer started, Australia, 
would have been very close to at that point, which is ridiculous because the season was the, uh, the actual the actual season that counts was a year away. But like Australia would have been a really good chance of going over there and beating England, given like Agreed. they had just come back from Australia and as what good a chance here. as they'd ever had this right. century. And now it's like now nah, these players look like they can fucking still do it. Now, like I, I would say that you know before this series started against South Africa, we did posit whether there were enough runs in the South African outfit uh, outside of. Outside of Dean Elgar, who has pedigree in international cricket, there's, there's actually not much else. In fact, a lot of runs came from like Marco Janssen, for instance, in this in this series for South Africa. Now, I'm not saying Australia's got um, six guys like they did in 2005 when England won, where you know Hall of Famers. I'm not sure, not sure many teams ever have had sort of six guys, seven guys that average more than 45 in Test cricket. But um, you just fancy there might be a couple. There, there might there might be a couple more uh, runs for Australia, and then and then it's a matchup of like can. Australia's bowlers perform better against England's bowlers against their batters compared to our batters, and like uh, there, there, there are still questions. There, yeah. I mean, that's just how cricket works, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you sort of got to go. Yeah. What about their bowlers versus our batters? Yeah. And, and then yeah, you our, our bowlers. You got to get ten wickets once, then you yeah. have a go, and then you try and get more runs in them, yeah. and then, and then right. you have another so go. So you take your catches. Yeah, 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 and that's the thing. That's but, what it will be. Yeah, I think it'll just come down to the catches in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Who can catch better? Is <laughs> that uh, Crawley sixty nine not out? I don't know. Yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> Just if you stay in long enough, you. <laughs> 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 no, it's good. It's good to see. I think. I think it's good. Oh, they won without Bearstow as well. They're the fucking weird shit happened with Bearstow. Yeah, they've actually um, won. They've actually won most of these games this summer without Joe Root fucking carrying the side. Yep. Um, I mean, Joe Root has served for summer, but yeah. Same before. Like, it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's, re- it's remarkable how much Brendan McCullum and that that leadership access has completely reshaped the way they play. Like it is as though they're playing like a new style of football like it, it's a completely new system and structure yeah. and it has uh reaped significantly improved results and if you sure you can look at it in and of itself pick holes in it and go well it needs all of these conditions to succeed but their task was to like pick it up from where it was previously which was absolute rock bottom it's yeah. a, it's a sensational um like advertisement for the power of of leadership yeah. and the right people, yeah. alchemizing what you have much better than what you had before. You know, that's. Uh, I, I think it's it's pretty cool. Mate, what, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, like, I still that? think Camo and <laughs> yeah, against our boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to say that <laughs> yeah, it's a different head yeah. popped out. Yeah, I didn't really rate South Africa's attack of Rabada, Janssen, <laughs> Ngidi, right. and Norkia by one sixty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't really, didn't really rate that. Um, now I got to tell you, like, what England have done this summer makes me fucking salivate big time for for. The Ashes over oh, the yeah. next year. It, it's, the I, gonna, I mean, I wouldn't be buying many day four tickets. Yeah, but you know, one one of the one of the questions that we posed was that like England, when they were winning these games against New Zealand and uh, the second test against South Africa, a, a, a little bit less so, but still to that point where if it's flat, then England could just do this. And they, could, they were chasing down 300, 400 in, in the fourth innings of games. Um, and doing it very quickly, but like when it was moving around corners, could they do it? And that's what happened in that first test match against South Africa. It was like, ah, see, if it's if it's doing a bit, I no see. good. But yeah. in this game, the game was going for about 16, 17 minutes, I think. Um, one eighteen, one fifty eight, one sixty nine, then one thirty for one. I mean, in the the first ball of the fourth innings, Alex Lees was dropped by Janssen. Um and you know maybe that meant maybe it meant nothing, but it was just you know. Maybe it meant something. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's <laughs> well, two, it's one of those two things. Either it meant something or nothing. Now, you still look at England's batters, and it's like Lees, Crawley, Pope, Root, Bairstow, Stokes, about seven from Folks, and then Broad at eight. It's like, 
Look, it's okay. It's okay, but it's like, I don't think it's like nothing to be scared about. But then, oh, we're not scared. Oh, I'm not scared. No, not You're scared. scared. I'm Australian. Anyway, there's all I'm saying is there's only one series that matters, and that is the Asia Cup. Correct. Where Sri Lanka won the Asia Cup. I think it was the <laughs> I think it was the seventh time <laughs> competition. I didn't know existed until. <laughs> and it's promotional responsibilities. It's, it's usually ODIs, but for some reason this time they made it T20s because it's a World Cup and everyone's got you know a bit more money in the bank for the old T20s. Yeah, that so, must be why. Uh, India. Um, lost to Pakistan and Sri Lanka in the Super 4, so they missed out in the final. So the final went down to Pakistan and Sri Lanka, uh, which Sri Lanka absolutely smashed them in the end. It's actually the seventh time that, uh, the sixth or seventh time that Sri Lanka has won this tournament, which is equal with India. Um, young team. Young team. Full of fire. Chris Silverwood coach. Yep. Um, that's something. That's something as well. Um, and good on them. Uh, but the funny thing is they have to, st- have to still qualify for the World Cup. Um, in T20s, that's that's how that's how young and raw the Sri Lankan team is. But they played excellent cricket. They won five games in a row. They lost the first game to Afghanistan. They got fucking smashed, didn't they, by Afghanistan the first game? I think they bowled for a hundred. Then Afghanistan chased them two down. Another thing about this game in the final, because as we know in Dubai, basically every team ever that's batted second wins. Well, Sri Lanka lost the toss and they were put into bat first, mm. and then ended up. Well, they end up winning the final by I think twenty three runs, but mm. I think it's. But they were they were five for fifty were batting five for first 50 in Dubai. Five. That's a good night. Yeah. As we always said on the YouTube show, mm. that was Pakistan one leg straddling that cup, yep. old big ears, yeah, you know, old big lap ears. dancing it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Sri Lanka not only turned it around from there, but decimated Pakistan. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, yeah, it, it, enormous result for Silverwood, and I think lots of really goodwill for a really young. Sri Lanka side, uh, you know, not the most important thing that happened at the Asia Cup. No, of course. What was, uh, mate? Well, yes, Sri Lanka won it and uh, managed to buck the trend and, and defeat the odds. Um, but on the other hand, um, Kohli scored a ton against uh, Afghanistan in the deadest of dead rubbers you've ever seen, <laughs> where Afghanistan had to play 12 hours after probably the most intense game of cricket I've ever seen in my life. But Kohli was fucking hitting them well. Broke the hundred duck, thousand twenty one days yeah, uh, without a ton. Yeah, reading as well. Yeah, red one twenty. <laughs> Kylie won twenty two red, and that was our most watched show of the Asia Cup by a distance. No, uh, the second most one was when Suri Kumar Yadav uh, scores runs against Hong Kong. Oh, that's right. So, um, yeah, hard that's to know. Right, the real Baba. Hard Baba to know Hyatt. Where, hard to know where the audience is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to that end, India announced their uh, India announced their T twenty squad. I saw mm. this before. Um, I suppose the most known ones is Harshal Patel and Jasper Boomer comes in. Do you want me to read that squad? Uh, yeah, you want to? Yeah. Oh, I might as well now. Robert Sharma, Rishabh Pant, Aksar Patel, K.O. Rahul, Dinesh Kartik is in. Boomer, Kohli, Hardik Pandya, Bhuvanesh Kumar, Sky, Ashwin, Harshal Patel, Deepak Huda, Yuzi Chahal, and Ashdeep Singh gets into the squad as well. It's a squad of 15. No, it's not. It's more than that. It's, no, it's 15. It's 15. Yeah. It's 15. Um, so, uh, I don't know. Can that win it? Can that squad win it? I feel like it, I feel like it feels short, man. I don't know. I think a lot of people are like, I wouldn't mind a bit of experience of Mo Shammy in there, you know? But sure. I mean, but for those uh, who are Australian or in the UK and basically watch footy, um, the issue with India is rarely talent. It's the mental mental side. Yeah. You know, they, Execution they, they hate an ICC tournament. Literally, they fucking there. Yeah, not even in their great cricket sense. Uh, no, they actually hate it. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Um, no, it's not like they hate a circuit. Um, everyone yeah. loves a circuit. <laughs> I mean, hates one. Yeah. But yeah, this, that that's their issue, and I think that's the that's the nerves in the Indian side. But um, in the Indian in in India, sorry, mm. they do. Play well in Australia, though. That's what I'm interested. What Coley in. does as well, especially. Yeah, they go, they they bat well in Australia. Mm. Uh, 
they, they have they have decided to do it. But you know, T Twenty cricket, and I kind of like it to be honest. Like T Twenty cricket is um, all the individ like the individuals agree that there's no point even trying to work out a formula for consistency. Like you do miss out. And so it extrapolates that teams do too. You know, Sri Lanka win the Asia Cup. They go yep. rock and roll for Afghanistan for 100 earlier in the tournament. Like, it's just not cricket as we know it. Yeah. So it, so what teams seem to be doing is like trying to develop vibes, you know, the, the intangible social ties that bind between sides. In, for Australia, that was um, scare goggles, you know. Yeah. Uh, and look what happened. They won it also on a toss. Yeah. Uh, and so the question for India is like, can they create vibes in that side? Is there, are, there any vi- are there any vibes to be had? One thing that India does do well is when they come to Australia, they create vibes of like aggression mm. against the Aussies. But this is an ICC tournament. Plus Rahul Dravid's coach, and he's a very admirably serene man. Mm. You know, can India playing serene cricket mm. win a tournament? Hard, hard to see. <laughs> yeah, hard, no, hard, not for me. Hard, hard to see. <laughs> uh, Pez, well, let's get into hashtag AskTDC. But before then, support for this show comes from. Our dear friend at Manscaped, where you use the code TGC for 20% off and free shipping. Now, you strike me as a man that's got some copy in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to ask me something about my, you know, pubic hair. Oh, okay. Or something like that. Well, you, um, that's sort of off there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, no gen- gen- gentlemen, all, all men strive for gold in their life, right? <laughs> gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who goes the extra mile. He walks with the confidence of an eagle. And giggles in the face of danger. He's a big, hairless winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny about this, and he's probably not going to appreciate this, is our cameraman's just sitting in this room doing his work. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't looked up once. He's I'm literally talking about my pants being yeah. unzipped and everything. <laughs> Sorry, Will. Yeah, he's a kicking to Will, Will. <laughs> There's a good, there's a good salad on Will too. That's a great uh, salad. That's a really good salad. One of the all-time one, one salads. Of the greats. They're actually too good for a camera person. So <laughs> talent, ta- talent doesn't need to see good-looking cameraman, especially when you're struggling up top. Uh, but not down below. Not down below. Uh, he goes, yeah, I mean, you've been doing, look, this is on the spot, but you've been making some wonderful segues between um, things that are <laughs> happening. Some of some of the big things happening among leaders and you know people who are dying or being assassinated. And yeah, yeah. There was yeah. one particularly famous death this week. Yep. Um, and I'm just wondering. Uh, well, no, we were talking. You're talking about uh, King Charlie's King King Chucky's digits. Mm. Uh, absolutely, absolutely no way if he just got the old. Uh, if he just got the old uh, nail trimmers out there. Yeah. Because you know how like the the nail. How is he below the waist? The nail scissors are like the 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 holes where you put your fingers are quite small. They're quite, yeah, it's quite a tight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. absolutely no danger. Yeah. I mean, is Manscaped offering nail scissors? Just no, 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 no. But I'm saying that's what he would have used. But then he could be oh. just like plucking them out himself. Oh, he would use nails. Oh, he nails scissors below. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolute, absolute hatchet this is job. A thing, you know, absolute like, hatchet job, mate. I, I'm allowed to talk about this because I'm as much a subject of the king as fucking England guys, right? So what do you mean? Well, we're subject. We're, we're subjects. Oh, I child. see. I see. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. Where is subjects? Yeah. Now, I was talking to my grandmother about this last night. Yeah. Eighty-eight. She likes the Royals. She's the sort of person, and and I actually I dearly love my grandmother. So don't you say a fucking word. don't you say a fucking <laughs> word about her. But you know, she was talking about how the Queen was a special lady. Oh yeah. Like Tim Stewart was on Twitter the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Tim. Shout out footy head. But um, 
Yeah, like I, I was, I was just saying, "God save the king," as the as the anthem. Yeah, um, doesn't have the same ring to it to me. And then it was it was put to me that's just mm. because it sounds different. Well, and I, I said, I'm, no, more I said hashtag, no. "I'm more of a hashtag man myself." GSTK. Oh yeah, okay, you're a K guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just think the idea of like the deep guttural sound of like uh, you know drunken. English mm-hmm. football hooligans yep. whose aesthetic I respect from afar <laughs> singing about a gracious king right this doesn't uh, like like God God save our gracious king it didn't sound right and they're like oh, yeah that's because it just doesn't sound right in your head because you're not used to it I'm like no I think it's Charles specifically it's right. Charlie like mm. you know the guys guys are watching to see if you know how Southgate's going to line them up yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what are we looking at yeah, inverted yeah. is Sancho gonna go, you know what I mean yeah, oh he's right, out yeah. like and they're and they're sort of singing, uh, you know, God, God save Charles. Yeah. See, Elizabeth, I rate it. Yeah. Elizabeth had distance. Mm-hmm. She knew she was the alpha and she could use it when she needed. Yeah. But it was, there was a distance there. Yeah. Charles, you know, I've watched The Crown and yeah, I've seen yeah, him get yeah. alpha at school now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 And how's it? Yeah, and how how is it below the waist? I guess. How is it below Here's the waist? Here's the code TJC for twenty percent off and free shipping. Pez, let's get into Merv's Masters Wattle Springs Eleven. Oh yeah, now we're talking. Now, I, I feel sorry for uh, Sean Brown here because he's actually, and so we're gonna have to do this next week. But um, people who've been listening to the show know that, that that ahead of the Ashes next year, Merv Hughes is hosting a cricket tour, a 17-day playing tour called Merv's Masters Waddle Spriggs 11. We want to tell you about it. Uh, Spots are filling up gangbusters as a result of these promotions. But um, you'll note that when I've been talking about it, he goes, Sean's been saying, I'll actually send you one of these caps so you can show them. And we will show them next week on camera. We're just doing it old school this week. But I actually have it uh, in my bag, and it's like to unbox and even just to look at it, look at the little the felt of the cap, mm-hmm. it's it's the cosplay experience we oh, all really? want. It's baggy green. Really? Yeah. Real deal? Yeah, it's real deal. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll wear it next week on the show. Please. Um, and nothing else. Yes. And uh, um, it's just another little accoutrement you get. If you email seancricketcoaching.com.au, mention TJC, you're going to get that free cap. Uh, but otherwise, we're looking at a 17-day playing tour with Merv. He's there the whole time. You go to all these grounds um, a- a- across the UK, the wonderful UK overseen by King Charles III. Yes. Uh, you get to train at Lords. It's for people of all ages, 18 to mature. It's a um, it's it's social cricket with a little bit of a serious side, and there's heaps of fun after play. I tell you what, like Merv is. Um, like he's as great off camera as he's on. You know, you've seen him on. Like as in, you know, he's on today, Murph. Yeah, he's yeah, on yeah. camera. Oh, the but boys are on here. Yeah. yeah, the boys are on here. But he's he's as good off. Yes, would you agree with that? But better. Mm. But yeah, if anything, <laughs> especially if that if that uh, front of camera was like a commercial operation, mm. so you got to sort of like tone it down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you train a lot. You play seven games. You travel some great grounds, etc. Plenty of time to relax after matches. And a uh, lot of people through these ads have been getting in touch with Sean to say, "Can we play against you?" So yeah. if, that, if that interests you as well, get in touch with Sean. He might be able to expand the tour. There's plenty of options there. People have been getting in touch with us saying would they, they'd want to be part of the TGC yeah. Wheelie Bin 11. Yeah. Uh, so keep sending them in as well. I uh, don't know why, but just do it. And um, <laughs> It's not going to get you anywhere. But yeah, send them in. <laughs> sort of, yeah. I'm swamped at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's Merce Masters Waddle Springs 11. If you want more information, head to cricketcoaching.com.au and you'll get it all there. Hashtag AskTGC for this week. We'll be back to regular 
uh, programming next week. Um, it's just, uh, well, you know, summer, extremely busy, etc. Hayden wrote in, Ian and Sam. As a former lower-grade cricketer who used to average 30-odd opening the batting, 22, and who could bowl a few handy overs of medium pace, I would bowl a fourth change when half the side were attending a wedding, which I didn't get invited to, I know the inner workings of grade cricket life. However, a few years ago, fatherhood called, and I had to swap the creams, baker's whites, for changing nappies, feeding bottles, and dealing with toddler tantrums. One Saturday afternoon, when I should have been fielding on a 38-degree day when the opposition racked up 400 declared with two overs to go and we ended up three for eight at stumps i was instead minding my two children whilst trying to stay tuned to the test match that was on that day eventually i gave into my daughter's request and reluctantly changed the channel to the comparatively edge of your seat viewing of the kids channel much to my surprise on came a show called kangaroo beach in which four lifeguard cadets a kangaroo platypus koala and a wombat are taught the necessary skills to become a lifeguard. The head lifeguard, Kangaroo, called Bondi, frequently refers to the cadets as champs, particularly after cadets try, but ultimately fail in one of the many challenges set. Bondi seems to take extra joy in his champing of the wombat, Neville. So my question is this, how young is too young to begin champing my children and ultimately be preparing them for a life of grade cricket? Should I be like Bondi and casually throw a Better luck, better luck next time, champ, when my daughter is trying, but ultimately unsuccessful in attempting to use the toilet. <laughs> and should I be saying, nice work, champ, when my pre-toddler son, who is learning to walk, attempts to take a step, but ultimately falls into his old habits and crawls instead? Can this be seen as exposing them to the future traumas of lower-grade cricket when an overweight 40-year-old walks up to them and says, nice defence, champ, after their fourth play and miss in a row? Or am I being too harsh? And should I wait until I am late to come and watch them play and ask them, how did you go today, champ, when I know they were dismissed with a wild hack for eight after checking the my cricket scores and viewing the innings on Frogbox? Frogbox. Regards. Hayden. Uh, thanks, Hayden. I, su- I suppose I'll, I'll pick this up from a... Feels like a, feels like this one's you. The first thought I had, really, Hayden, was like, when I contemplate my own fatherhood with, with a four-year-old and a two-year-old both boys like sure I, I have superior language skills to them sure right now uh, but so I can deploy the word champ to them more than they could to me and probably get the context right and all that kind of thing yeah <laughs> and but but probably I, I probably could <laughs> but like I just can't see any world other than one where, or any truth other than one where, like, and any father will know this. Your children, for all intents and purposes, champ you fucking way more than you champ them. I don't say the word. Yeah. But but to get to the essence of champing or being champed, it's basically someone being someone dominating you yeah. and being condescending. They're putting themselves in a position of superiority yeah. and and controlling you. Yes. And any father worth their salt will know that that's what children do to you. Right. They've completely usurped your priorities and anything you enjoyed doing before before <laughs> fatherhood uh, or, or parenthood. Yep. You are, you're at their beck and call. You're regularly engaged in, um, you know, shit. Yes. Like literally, fecal duties. Yeah, fecal duties. Yeah, as I like to call it. Yep. And like, it's it's like the George Orwell quote. Like, um, 
Any man who gives a good account of himself is probably lying, since any life when viewed from the inside is simply a series of defeats. Right. He may he was referring to champing. Yes. Series of being champed. Yes, that, that's what the, that's what Orwellian actually means. <laughs> you swap out defeats for <laughs> champings. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people could identify with that, whether you've got kids or not. So yeah. Hayden is being really optimistic, saying that like he's going to get on the front foot and start champing his kids. Yeah. Because I think the truth of this is there's a lot of problems with this in mm. society at the moment, where like people want to present a version of parenthood where it's like, oh, I'm in control and I'm in charge and aren't my kids great like the, the, the truth behind closed doors is that you just it's just getting champed one hour after the next I, I like to think though that Hayden whilst he recognises his own failures of cricket though he averaged 22 nothing to sneeze at yeah. there that's, that's 22 actually, was the like yeah. the low mark for yeah. that yeah okay 22 okay. is like if you average 22 <laughs> in the season yeah you could expect to be in the top 10 batters in your club yep uh, <laughs> you could expect to um <laughs> Uh, but he is, for some reason, his kids will one day play cricket themselves. So, like, he's actually tormenting his children by giving them cricket as well. Yeah. In the in the in the hope that they will follow a path of cricket and find themselves being chanced by the game itself. Life is like this is the job of a father, right? Like, like life is going to champ you anyway. You know, you've got to provide the guardrails to deal with being champed. And I, I don't think calling a child champ, on like, uh, no. uh, you know ad nauseum is is going to assist them in that regard that's like, not going to get you a win yeah it's not going to get you a w let, let them champ you while they can and then life will champ then and that is what elton john was singing about the circle of life <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh okay all right well that'll just about do a shortened version of the podcast this week but uh we hope you enjoyed this one in anyway uh as i said before uh usual programming will be resumed next week. And of course, you can get hashtag us to see Fridays on Patreon. We can also get uh, discounts for merchandise and live show tickets. More information is coming up in the next few weeks with that. Um, that's patreon.com forward slash greatcricket. If you want that sort of gear, and also TJ says good gear at greatcricketer.com. See you guys next week.